Hello and welcome to the Eurocast, presented by No Podcast, with me, Sam Smart. And me, Noah Smith. So, obviously, there was Champions League uh, was. This, this week, over the past few days. Some amazing games, actually, really. Yeah, the second leg of the quarterfinals. Um, yeah, all of them were like massive games. Well, I say all of them. All of them were exciting games apart from one, but... Well, no, okay, you say it besides one. The scoreline was deceiving, I think. I think. Yeah, it's Atletico Madrid at home. I don't think that... <laughs> to me, that screams like a, a bit of... <laughs> okay, yeah, I mean, it wasn't like... I don't know, it sort of reminded me more of a, a Royal Rumble than a football game, but I guess we'll get <laughs> on to that. Yeah. Anyway, uh, I guess we'll talk about Champions League news first. I know that bit. Um, right. The big kind of takeaway I got, well, the big game, I think, was Madrid-Chelsea. Oh, yeah. Um, that was such a good second leg. So it was uh, Madrid... Well, the score was Madrid 2, Chelsea 3. However, aggregate was 5-4. Um, I think the... Well, I mean, the, the first game was quite a big deal, wasn't it? Because Benzema kind of went on a mad one. Uh, I think he scored a hat-trick, didn't he, in that, in that game against Chelsea? Yeah. So, you know, uh, that was mental. But yeah, Chelsea tried their best to fight. But I mean, they, they got it level uh, by putting three past uh, Madrid. Uh, I think Rodrigo then got a, um, a goal later on in the game. Uh, before Benzema, in extra time, because it was, you know, 4-4, and I know away goals now, um, put Los Blancos into a, into the yeah, their first semi-final. Not that first semi-final. It's, I was going to say the first semi-final. I think it's been probably been their first semi-final since last year. <laughs> their, first, their first semi-final. Last blank because they, they, they still reached their first semi-final while winning, what, 11 Champions Leagues? <laughs> what I, was what I was talking about Carl Anshonsi, but he put he put the the Whites into a, in, into the semi-finals. Um, again, uh, a very exciting game. Um, I didn't really watch it, though, unfortunately, because I was busy doing stuff. So I could only know the scoreline. Did you watch it, Sam? Um I watched this. Well, I say I watched this. I watched like from seventieth minute. So the excited bit. Yeah. <laughs> well, I watched. I. I yeah. Uh, the game was really excited. Like, obviously, like I think that Chelsea could feel a bit hard done by because I think if you seen Marcos Alonso's goal, I think that probably should have counted. Yeah. Like, I guess it hits. It hits its hand. But like, I guess. I guess with the rules, like, are the rules in the Champions League like the ones where it's like. Oh, if it hits your hand, no matter where it is, like even if it's in an actual position, it still doesn't count. If you're an attacker, though, but if you're a defender, it does. Or it's such a the rules regarding handballs and goals are just really weird, and they need to be changed so they're more consistent. Yes, yeah, it's, it's not it's not really an issue. Right? I think it's just it's just genuinely more consistency. Yeah, like just set a rule because so many times I've seen decisions go both ways. That's not how it works. You only have one way. And we could, play, and, you know, if you're going to critique it, you critique it for that one way, but we can't critique anything because there's so many different ways of doing it. It's like, mm. it's really, it's, it's a bit of a confusing time. But uh, yeah, massive for Real Madrid. Uh, and also massive for Carl Chelsea, who becomes, I think, the first manager ever to be in four different semi-finals in four decades. <laughs> which is mental. Four decades? Is that as a manager? Yes. Manager. I, in the 90s, I think in the 90s he did it with AC Milan, I think. No, not AC. He did it with someone in the 90s. He did it in the 2000s. In 2010s. And in 2020s. I think both... I think 2010s he did it with Real. I think 2020s he did it with, with Real. I think 2009 and 1990s he might have done them both with AC Milan. I can't remember. Um, yeah, it's probably one of the Milan clubs. Uh, we'll do some professional typing to find that out. <laughs> but yeah. Uh, so... You, uh, <laughs> we can go talk oh, about the next yeah, game uh, Liverpool Benfica which is also a massively exciting game yeah 3-3 three, three. I mean obviously Liverpool go through on aggregate say one or 3-1 in the first I think it was was it 3-1 in the first set? yeah 
yeah, quick maths there. Uh, but a really exciting game at Anfield. I think there were like five disallowed goals or something ridiculous, like between both the teams. Like just, the ball just getting in the back of the net so many times. But yeah, like Benfica showing like what we knew they were capable of. Like they are capable of causing an upset and they didn't lose this game at Anfield. No, which is, um, yeah, massive for them. Uh, it took two late goals from Yama uh, uh, Enchuk and... Oh, sorry, yeah, I'm Chuk, sorry, and um, Darwin Nunes, who's obviously getting a lot of media attention. Um, so, that, you know, it's very, it's big from them, Benfica, who has shocked a lot of people. You know, the Ajax win was kind of a bit of a shock, I feel. I mean, some people could have saw it coming. Like I, felt like, I feel like uh, Ajax are overrated. But I, don't know, I still think, you know, it was a bit of like, a, oh. And then Liverpool game, they really held their own against Liverpool, which is very impressive. Uh, obviously, the, the first leg was a bit disappointing from a Benfica side, but like, I don't know. I feel, like, I feel like they played pretty well in that first leg. Yes, considering. I feel, um, I feel like their defense has really let them down. But I'm sure. I'm sure we'll see. Um, well, I will definitely see Nunes in a Champions League semi-final at some point. I feel, and even Yarmen could because he's a very talented player as well. Actually, people kind of forget. I was impressed by their goalkeeper. Um, um, like uh, a boss. Ah, well, yes, like a boss. I think meant Sfila. Uh, uh, I was like, does Sfila play? No. No, I don't think, I think he's like season. long gone. Probably. I think he's, he's at Benfica. So I think he's just a backup. I think he's finished. I don't think he's actually like he's a good player. I don't think he's actually a good player. I think everyone said he was going to be a good goalkeeper, and then it turns out he wasn't a good goalkeeper. I think he played in the Champions League like sixteen or something. Yeah, Benfica like that. does all. That's just a Benfica thing. They play all their youngsters in the Champions League so they can sell them. Yes, yeah. genuinely, it's how they won. It's not I feel like all Portuguese club. clubs do that. Yeah, but Benfica have been quite. Or Porto made Ruben Neves their captain in the Champions League at like seventeen or something. Although Tito Ruben Neves is also quite good. So. Yeah, true. Um, I want to point out Dan Chelsea. I don't want to don't want to detail too much, but he's won it. Yeah, four times as a manager in the nineties. He did it with Juventus. In two thousands, it was Milan. Twenty tens, it was uh, Real Madrid. And twenty twenties, it was Real Madrid. However, he also is the first. You know, I, if you could, could include him, you know, winning it, he won the Champions League itself at uh, 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 AC Milan when he was playing. They obviously got to a serious final to do that. Um, that. That's five, you know, in five decades, he's been involved in five Champions League semifinals, at least, in those five decades. Yeah, outrageous, to be honest. Fair play. Yes, a fantastic player and a fantastic manager. Uh, uh, we'll speaking move on. of fantastic managers, uh, two of them went head-to-head in the Atletico Madrid and City game that we briefly mentioned earlier. Mm-hmm. See, Simeone and Guardiola, they sort of swapped roles a bit because I... I mean, to be fair, I thought he wasn't that attacking, but City were really defensive. Like, yeah, they, they felt like they were playing for a nil-nil, and I mean, they got it. They did get a nil-nil, yeah. Um, it's a game also, I think it was mainly highlighted, but, I mean, to be fair, it's a Madrid game at home, so I feel like you probably could have expected this, but it got quite uh, heated, Yeah, uh, if we're honest. Yeah, I mean, basically what happened, so Felipe, it, like he puts in a perfectly clean tackle on Phil Foden, but then follow like just kicks him on the way out, like completely intentionally. Foden then goes down injured, obviously, to waste time. And then he rolls onto the pitch to waste even more time. And he, Stefan Savage then comes steaming over, tries to drag Phil Foden, like uh, pick him up and drag him like mm. off or whatever. Then headbutts Raheem Sterling and pulls <laughs> Jack Greenish's hair and somehow isn't sent off. I don't know how. Richard Tax. But then uh, Felipe was sent off because he kicked Phil Foden on the way through, which is sort of fair. Yeah, um, interesting. Um, I, I mean, I, I uh, spoke, well, I said to Sam before this, it didn't seem particularly exciting, but apparently it, it, that scoreline is, isn't entirely accurate what happened. Yeah, there, there were a lot of chances in the game, like, especially Atleti. 
it wasn't I, super attacking, obviously, but it, it was a game, It was like it wasn't like a, a stupidly defensive affair that no. you might you might have expected given the scoreline and the fact it's Madrid at home. It was much more exciting than the one 0 game in the first leg. Like hmm. even even though there was a goal in the first leg, like the second leg was much more exciting. Uh, moving on to exciting things that are happening. Villarreal in a semi-final. I can't Somehow. believe it. They find a way. Villarreal, how do, how do all of these like, Europa League clubs keep scamming their ways into Champions League? Unai Emery might be, might be a genius. Unai Emery might be a genius, actually. You know what? I, I, I'll forgive the fact that he beat us in the, in, in the Europa League final. He is the greatest manager in human history. No, he's, he's the greatest manager in human history when it comes to knockout ties. Indeed. Uh, so yeah, he beat Nagelsmann's Bayern, who, to be fair, lost his first year. I guess uh, th- this kind of thing could have been on the cards, I suppose, if you're talking just for a purely managerial thing. But like, come on. <laughs> it's, it's, it's Villarreal. Like, I know Villarreal are good, but like... But yeah, fantastic achievement for them, though. Honestly, like that's brilliant for them. Um, it, Lewandowski uh, leveled the game because it was... They, they, Villarreal came to the game with the lead. Uh, on aggregate 1-0 Lewandowski made it 1-1 in the fifth second minute however a late check wheezy uh, goal um, absolute limbs the other submarine I went to the semi-finals and it's it's just a beautiful time to be alive honestly I think I'm all aboard the Villarreal chain now actually which means oh yeah I, I so hope they win it who they've been drawn against but oh, what it's a sort of you know Henry I don't know how he does it man man's <laughs> ridiculous um but yeah, fantastic achievement uh, for Villarreal and for Nuno Emery, who, you know, I guess he he had something to prove after his failed Arsenal stint. So he's definitely proving every, a lot of people um, wrong about, you know. He's a failed Arsenal stint. I feel like he did pretty well considering what was going on at Arsenal. To be fair. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like, I, I feel like, I feel like he was, a, I feel like any manager like, at Arsenal was just overhated, unless you're Mikel Arteta. I suppose. Although that being said, I feel like Nuno Emery probably, he was in a time where a lot of, so many teams were transitioning in that top four spot. Like we would do work particularly well. Um, you know, there's other teams, Chelsea who had a struggled one year. So, you know, I feel like he could have got a top four at some point. I don't think he ever did, did he? Um ooh, He might no. have. No, I don't think he did. No, I don't anyway. think he did. But it was it was in a tricky time at Arsenal. Yeah, I mean, we'll, I we'll move so. on from that. We will. But yes, fantastic fantastic for Villarreal. And uh the final game we talk about uh, is we who they're facing, which is um I don't know we have talked about haven't we? Haven't we? I was going to talk about Liverpool Benfica again. I'm going to actually talk about it. <laughs> Professional. Anyway, uh, Man City will face off against Real Madrid in the semi-finals, uh, which will be a very, very, very spicy game. Uh, that is final quality, really. Oh, um, yeah. And then Liverpool will face Villarreal, uh, which should be an interesting game. Um, I mean, it could either go two ways. Villarreal will scrape themselves a win. Or Liverpool will absolutely dominate them. I don't think there's any in between. <laughs> I'm, I'm backing, backing the area all the way. I think I'm backing Villarreal too. Absolutely, 100%. Most solid in the mud. So he's going to get absolutely pocketed by Papu. Go- not Papu. Um, I don't know how they're going to get Papu Gomez to play. <laughs> um, Power Go- Power Torres. Got anyway, there in the end. <laughs> talking about Papu Gomez, I think we talk about the Liga. We can. Where he was involved in a 4-2 win over Granada. Uh, he plays for Sevilla, by the way, not uh, Villarreal. Um, yeah, Sevilla finally get Just a win. Just to make it clear. Sevilla finally get a win. League. Uh, I say finally. They haven't really won a game in five five game weeks, um, which isn't very, hasn't been great. For I mean, they went down to third, didn't they? I think if you, know, if you listen to the podcast you know, for a few weeks, you've noticed that Sevilla haven't had the best of time in the league. And you've noticed that Barcelona and Atletico Madrid have kept up to them. And Barcelona are actually ahead of them. Uh, but yeah, they finally get a win. Uh, both teams are level at half time with goals from Diego Carlos and Darwin Marquez. 
Uh, Ocampos gave Sevilla the lead in the 66th minute, however, but with two minutes to go, uh, Miguel's header gave Sevilla a scare and a potentially another winless uh, game week. However, there was uh, limbs in the Sevilla end. I don't know which end that is. I think it's all actually they were home, so it'll be every end, basically. <laughs> <laughs> every end except the away end. Indeed. Uh, as Papu Gomez uh, crossed into Afamir for the winner, uh, Papu Gomez also got another goal just to compound that. Nine minutes of added time, which was interesting. I didn't really find out why there was nine minutes in, in extra time, but maybe Diego Carlos punched a Granada player. I I'm going to pretend that happened. That's what that's kind of now. <laughs> but yeah, uh, great game for uh, Sevilla and, and for Papu Gomez, who was involved in two very, very important plays at the end of that game. Uh, Barcelona uh, beat Levante 3-2 uh, away from home uh, after a quiet first half Danny Alves brought down Son not that one uh, is a defender for Levante called Son this is, this is, <laughs> uh, in the box uh, which allowed Morales to convert the penalty uh, then Marty Felix had, had missed his own penalty for Levante you might know it's Levante had about three pens I think so a bit mental how many, how many did they score one or two, two. Two. Okay. Um, Aubameyang responded to after after heading in a good Ousmane um, Dembele cross, and Gonzalez gave Barca the lead. Um, who did he sound a good season as well under Xavi? Uh, he's only what nineteen twenty. Uh, Gonzalez. Okay, good, uh, to, good to see more considering young players he, coming. Yeah, considering we have uh, yeah, didn't really see him before Xavi uh, came in. He's doing particularly well, so well done to him. Uh, however, uh, despite that though, an eighty-third minute Morello pen uh, made it two-two. Uh, before Luke de Jong, that, yeah, he's done it again. Luke again, de Jong. He's scoring like crazy. He's just, uh, he, oh. he scored a 92nd minute winner to give Barcelona a very, very valuable three points. In that, uh, I say valuable. They're probably still going to get top four, but you know, it's always it's, it's quite nice to you know, be on top of that top four race, if that makes sense. Best de Jong at Barcelona. I've said it for so long. <laughs> uh, a routine win for Real Madrid, uh, beating Getafe 2-0. Uh, sorry, no, it was Vinicius Jr. played quite well as well in this game. Uh, Mallorca beat the other uh, Madrid uh, after a poor first couple of performance. Uh, Real Betis beat Cadiz after a comeback uh, from Cello and Borja Inglés Pen. I say that, that and Borja Inglés Pen, not the guard player is it called Borja Inglés Pen. Well, now he is in my head. So whatever, <laughs> whatever I'm seeing, I'm just going to call him uh, Pensias. Pensias, why not? <laughs> well, poor, poor man. <laughs> poor Borja. He scores one pen and now he's got a B at the start of his name, like Pessi and Penalda. Um, we are a Pensia dad. I did the exact same against <laughs> Yeah, we are Sausage dad, sorry. I did the exact same as um, Azad Soloff and um, Lenormad. Two Premier League legends, by the way. Uh, you guys might recognise their names. Uh, both scored to overcome Elche. Uh, Real Vallecano and Valencia drew 1-1. Uh, and that means that the table looks like this. Um, Real Madrid are 12 points ahead uh, in true PSG and Liga style. Uh, Barcelona are second. Uh, they're joint on 60 points with uh, Sevilla. Uh, Fetico Madrid are three points behind uh, with Real Betis and Sociedad both chasing fourth. Uh, so top four race is still very much open. Uh, Real Betis will play Sociedad in a very important game for that top four race, while Sevilla and Villarreal, not Villarreal, uh, just Real, uh, will face off. That'd be a, an interesting game for the yeah. title. Well, maybe not for the title. But for what will be played for the title is in Serie A. Ah. <laughs> the title race is still very much wide open because Milan actually dropped another two points this week. Uh, they drew 2-2, two, two, no, 2-2. Two, two. They drew 0-0 away at Torino. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, Torino actually having a big influence on the title race because first they drew to Inter a couple of weeks ago, and now they've drawn to Milan. Yeah. So, you know, make, making the two, well, two of the big three contenders uh, at the top of the league drop points, which is big. Uh, obviously, this draw gave Napoli the chance to go top, but they choked uh, at home to Fiorentina. Uh, the score was 3-2. Goals for Nicolas Gonzalez, Jonathan Okone, and Arte Cabral for Fiorentina. Yeah. Uh, this season go above Atalanta uh, to seventh after they lost 2-1 to Sassuolo. You know because what? Atalanta are just awful now when they've lost about seven games in a I row. I just realised that's all of their new signings for Antino. No, it? actually, Nico Gonzalez. Yeah, I was going to say Nicholas Gonzalez was there. He was a summer signing, wasn't he? Because I think Brighton were linked to him. And he went yeah, to he might have been. Cabral. And Cabral especially. I nice to see Cabral player scoring some goals. I did say he's a good player. and I'm glad he's doing the bits in he Syria. Did. He scored a nice... Yeah, he's, uh, he's, a, he's, a, he's a six foot, you know, quite strong uh, uh, quick player so look out for him I'm sure he'll be a decent player in most oh, I'm going to professionally search how much how many goals he has a season I don't be that he's barely signed to be fair <laughs> trying to cover myself two goals in Serie A there oh look go. at that I mean I, I can't get two goals in Serie A maybe because I'm not a professional footballer but also no, I reckon I could back two <laughs> just stick a stick at the back post just... actually I could probably get two after. I could probably get two past Salatana so <laughs> oh, Salatana Actually, no, 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 okay. no you, you probably could. You probably could. <laughs> but all of this going on uh, gave Inter the opportunity to go two points behind Milan with a game in hand. So Ooh. sort of, well, not really top because they need to win that game in hand to go top. You get what I mean? To get yes. much closer. Uh, and they did that as they comfortably beat Hellas Verona 2-0 thanks to goals from Nicolo Barella and Edin Dzeko. So as it stands, Milan are top on 68, uh, with Inter and Napoli both on 66, so two points behind. Uh, Inter have a game in hand, which is against Bologna, which was finally scheduled. Uh, that's in like a month, I think. Yeah. So, I mean, Bologna is a very winnable game in hand. Yeah, so, it's winnable, so you'd probably back them to win it. But that'd be, is it home or away? Because uh, I th- think that... Don't the thing you remember is Bologna are at this stage of season. Bologna are really playing like they're, they're going to be really motivated to play well because they need to get out of well relegation fight because they're still in it somewhat. Oh, let's have, let's have a look at Inter's running. Uh, it's away at Bologna. All right, but yeah, I think Bologna would well Bologna would be up for the game just because they need to get anything really for their. Oh, Inter have a really nice running yeah. actually. Like, you, you, you'd back Inter, I think here. Mm. Spezia, Roma, Bologna. Udinese, Empoli, Cagliari, and Sampdoria. That is a very nice runner. But I'm not going to look at every other team's runners because that's going to take too long. They at the other be. end of the table, every team in the relegation fight lost. So there's Wonderful. no need to talk about it because they all lost so no one changed. Which you have... What you've done there is talk about the relegation fight anyway. <laughs> well, yeah. they all lost. <laughs> I'm not going to go through what happened. Because you just It's the same as last week. So if, if you want to know how it's going, watch last week's. It's the anyway. same. They all lost same points. Liga, uh, the French league. If you guys weren't aware uh, by now, uh, Lyon beat Nice three uh, nil. What's kind of a, I suppose kind of a sharp result. Although Lyon are quite good, so it's not like it's a bottom place team doing it. It's just a big win for Lyon. Uh, yeah. Masaido Hidawa was sent off for Lyon uh, seventy minutes in. Uh, despite that, though, there wasn't a goal scored until the second half, where Lyon got the first goal at Surprise Nice through um, uh, Kalin Wendo. If he's a 21-year-old striker, I am not doing well with my words today. <laughs> uh, Shek Decorway scored an absolute peach of a goal for 20 yards out in the top left corner to make it 2-0 for Long. 
uh, then Mario Lamina was sent off in the 57th minute. I say Mario. I think that's the right Lamina. Yeah, he was it is. 57th minute to make it 10 v 10, uh, which helped um, <laughs> always help Law. And Kylie Mendo got his brace 10 minutes after. So yeah, huge win for Law. Um, oh yeah, sorry. Dante also got his third red card this season in the 91st minute. Just thought I mentioned that. Well, at least at least Nice won the red card battle. At least they, they got did. They did. They two, did they two one. Shane lost the points and the game. Yeah, and they've got two and also had like, suspended. And they also had an extra person for like most of it. Yeah. Oh well. Actually, good for Czech Decoy as well to get his. I think that's his first goal of the season, but he's been playing fantastically the, this season. Um, you know, he's been he's, he's been a real force on the field for long. Um, so big shout out to Czech Decoy. Uh, who has been, yeah, who has really helped uh, in Lons' um, arguable overperformance, although they have deserved it. Uh, Clermont Foot were beaten 6 1 by PSG. Oh dear. <laughs> At least they got um, a goal. Neymar and Mbappe both got a hat tricks, an absolute de- demolition of Clermont Foot. Uh, Giorgio de Soro also uh, got the consolation, so that was nice at least. Uh, Strasbourg won, Lyon won. Won? Won. I don't know one? what's happened there. A bit of French one? there. Yeah, just too French. Uh, Strasbourg started strong uh, with a goal for Ibrahima Sissoko in the 20th minute. However, Leon got back into the game in the second half uh, and were paid off for it with an extra time leveler from Toko Akambi. Um, Angers drew of Lille, uh, where Giallo scored their own goal. Uh, despite two late goals with Rim, uh, Rennes beat them 3-2 away. Uh, that's a tongue twister. Uh, Marseille beat Montpellier in the battle of who's got the best M, uh, 2-0 after two goals within 20 minutes. Uh, Lorient scored six past Saint-Étienne to make it 6-2 uh, and Monaco beat Troyes, uh, Troyes sorry, uh, 2-1 uh, so table looks like this you've got PSG who is like a billion points ahead of Marseille and then Nice who, who are kind of uh, alongside them I say Nice I meant to say Ren ignore that wait I've messed up somewhere wait, what? <laughs> you'll see what I mean uh, so uh, Strasbourg in fourth and then I put with Nice and Monaco phoning close, closely which makes no sense because I think yeah I think that niece is meant to be Ren. I don't know because I think Ren are flying high. So after some professional searching, trademark. <laughs> that, should, that should be a shirt, really. Um, yes, yeah, look at let's look at the table. So Ren are on third, and Nisa fifth. So apologies. Uh, okay, so the first niece was meant to be Ren. Yes, uh, I think I was just they, they have their similar badges and stuff. I always confuse them for some reason. But yeah, uh, that's what's the, what the top four race looks like, essentially. Well, not top four, top three race looks like. Just Marseille, Nice, Strasbourg, um, Red and Monaco. Uh, Bordeaux also out of 20th. Get in. Yay. <laughs> After they beat bottom-placed Mets 3-1. Uh, PSG will face Marseille next week. Uh, Rennes will face Monaco. And Lyon versus, uh, will face Long. Uh, so yeah, that's Ligue 1. I guess finally we'll go on to the League of Bundes, as seems to be the case a lot of the time. I'm just uh, well, there was a derby. League of Bundes. It's got you. Just got to say it every every time. I'm gonna allow it. I don't want. I don't. I don't want to allow it. I, 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 I get the choice. I get. I get to decide how it's said. I'm gonna say it every time. League of Bundes. <sighs> anyway, in it there was a derby, uh, the Berlin derby, where Union beat Hertha four-one. Uh, thanks goes from Genki Haraguchi, uh, a Thibaut Baumgartel own goal for uh, Hertha leveling in the first half, but then. Three more goals for Union, thanks to Russia Premon, Sherardo Becker and Sven Michel. Uh, Union are now level on points with Hoffenheim in the race for the Europa Conference League, whether Hertha are still in the automatic relegation place. Uh, one point off a of 15th place Stuttgart. Hmm. So definitely, like, survival is pretty like, 
doable still for her. Yeah. Like yeah. they're not out completely at all, but they're only one point. But I don't know. It's getting a bit worrying. You know, the less and less games. You know, they got they gotta start putting some points on the board. Yeah, they Speaking will. of Hoffenheim, as I did earlier, uh, they continued their free fall through the table with a 3-0 loss to Leipzig. Uh, goals from Marcel Haustenberg, Dominic Sobotzlai, and guess, guess who the other um, goal scorer was? I know you have the notes there. I, I mean, I'm literally staring at his name, but <laughs> but even then, if you actually asked me, I didn't know, I'd probably ask, say Christopher Nkuku. It is Christopher Nkuku because he's of been absolutely outrageous. Honestly, probably been the best player in Europe this season. I'm not sure if that's an over-exaggeration. That might be, but he's been very good. He's been um, extremely I good. I mean, you've, this is the same. You know what's funny? The three, so the three. Well, I what, you could make an argument that the three best players in Europe are all French. What Benzema and Kunku and Mbappe? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Again, Sylodowski and stuff. You're also amazing, but that's. Like, I mean, that's I mean, like, yeah. But you, the fact you can even make that that, that is a fair, that would be a very, fairly solid top three. You can make a good argument that's top three, uh, which is France insane. World Cup winners? Question mark. Yeah, maybe I should. I don't know why I judged fans. Like, maybe they probably are going to win the World Cup, aren't they? Because that seems ridiculous, isn't it? No, no, it depends, no team wins the World Cup twice in a row. It it just doesn't happen. I don't think I've seen a team ever do that. Obviously, I should have. Ha- no, Uruguay did it. I was going to say, didn't Uruguay <laughs> do it in like eighteen twelve? I was going to say Spain did it. But they did it with the Euros, which is very different. Yeah, obviously. Um, actually, I don't think a team has done it. Maybe like Brazil did it once. I don't know. I, was gonna, I, I, I can't remember. There probably is one in like the 60s or something. I remember when I was uh, 52 years old and watched Uruguay in the 1930s. Uh, <laughs> win. <laughs> but yeah. Uh, anyway, fans, we, may be, fans may do it. You never know. If, they, if anyone's going to do it, it's probably them, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, their squad is stacked. But then mm-hmm. Germany's squad was pretty stacked in 2018. But... It's just whether they can fit everyone in, really. Yeah. Anyway, we'll move on with the Bundesliga. So Hoffenheim are now winless in four games. Uh, meanwhile, Leipzig strengthened their grip on fourth after they are just one point off third place Leverkusen after they drew nil-nil with Bochum. So Leverkusen is sort of slipping. They could probably not drop out of the top four but could lose grasp on third, which means they go into a Champions League playoff instead of automatic. Yeah. Which, I mean, teams have dropped out of the Champions League playoffs before, so it's not guaranteed. To get in the no, Champions no. League if you finish fourth, by any means. Anyway, Bayern, they won again. They just about squeaked past Augsburg, thanks to a late penalty from Robert Lewandowski, of course. And elsewhere, Freiburg beat Frankfurt to go four points clear in the Europa League spot. And Dortmund beat Stuttgart 2-0, thanks to a Julian Brandt brace. Wow. That is all to talk about. That is the Eurocast. Thank you very much for listening. Um, yes. There's, I mean... Uh, there was games tomorrow, as I said, my, in my in my league. Uh, I don't think the Champions League semi-finals are next week. I think uh, they are later. No, there'll, be a, there'll be a break. I'd imagine so. Um, if actually, let me look just quickly. Um, they are yeah, in two weeks' time. So two weeks' time, we'll get CEO we and then Liverpool for that. We are, which should be very fun. Uh, yes. Can't wait for that. And also, all these, you know, some leagues have still got you know title races, a battle for top four still going on, and relegation fights. Uh, so again, that Serie A things look very tasty. So uh, this the next this game week to be very important. The one coming up. So hopefully you join us for then and join us in two weeks time as well for the semi-finals. But till then, thank you very much for listening and hopefully see you next week. Yeah.